Meanwhile. Whoa! Look at this crowd. If I thought Mutation Fest was a success, then I don't know what to make of this. I guess it's true what they say. The after party is always more hopping than the actual event. I didn't realize this many people could actually squeeze onto the patio for a dance party like this. Good to know. Where have you been? You should have been dancing three days ago. What are you talking about? The party just started 20 minutes ago. You're the only one not feeling the groove, dude. Your hips should be on the dance floor, not skulking around the edges of this gathering, watching from afar. I think I know what's good for me and my hips right now, thank you. Especially when Torfi is laying down some tracks like this. I'm not really much of a dancer, to be honest. But I do enjoy that everyone is having a great time, and I'm not going to rain on anyone's parade. If you haven't been able to so far, I'm not sure what you could possibly do now. I haven't been to a party like this in a while. I mean, check it out. Someone is actually wearing a lampshade on their head. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, that guy over there is doing a keg stand. This is bonkers. That's not a lampshade, and that isn't a keg stand. Really? What are they? Oh, I see. Wow. I guess it's been a really long time since I've gone to a party. Whew. Here, take two of these and drink six of these and it'll be like you've been partying for weeks. Wait, what is all this? I'm not sure, but some other bot I ran into just gave them to me, and I've been having a great time ever since. Why am I not surprised? Why are you not dancing? Let me just get a beverage and take care of a few things before we get started. I think Instagon said they were going to play another set for us or something, and uh, I keep thinking I'm forgetting something. Oh, yeah, you probably want to get ready. Mid-Valley. Well, that's not ominous. Mutations. Or anything. The after party. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm glad that you guys are uh, sticking around and hanging out after a mutation fest. We may have wound down the primary festivities, but uh, that doesn't mean that we can't keep going since uh, you're all here and we're hanging out and uh, we've got this patio and sound system kind of all hooked up and uh, I don't have to be quiet for another couple hours. So uh, yeah, yeah, let's have some fun. And it couldn't have been a better time to hang out because it looks like we've got Chris O, H, and Imaginos just all uh, popping around, dancing, grabbing some drinks. I mean, this is a, a certainly a party here. I didn't realize we had this kind of a, a selection of YooHoo, but uh, look at that. Uh, there's even different flavors and stuff. So have at it, Chris. Right now we've got Torfi, uh laying down some beats. I think they're going to do like a little bit of a DJ set here in a little bit. Uh, so you should stick around for that. Uh, I think that's kind of more uh, it, it, when the evening has kind of taken off and we're all ready to just kind of like groove for, for a good long while. 
but then, but then uh, uh, don't go anywhere because uh, we're going to kick it over to Arvo Zylo and have him close things out with a, 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 a bit of his uh, Mutation Fest drone that he's been delivering. Uh, we've been uh, hearing it in installments. Um, uh, it, two hours is a lot of a drone, um, but uh, uh, we've been uh, uh, sort of uh, approaching it kind of like a chapter book series. And so uh, the final installment tonight closing things out it's gonna be it's gonna be cool i think i think you'll you'll dig that oh hey looks like charles has been partying a proper stout i love it i've been meaning to uh drink more stout beers uh i feel like i did that a lot when i was in my 20s and it was a a, a good decision usually and i don't know what happened i just it's an easy problem to solve, I think. So uh, I, I might have to, I might have to get into that. So yeah, you know, as we mentioned last week, uh, I, I kind of had to cut Instagon off while they were like in the groove, and so the guys all stuck around. They got their gear set up, and and they want to lay down another set. Uh, and and I said, sure, please do it, because I mean, like, not only is a, a hang with Instagon a nice way to kind of get everybody uh, uh, up and roaring. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, who knows what could uh, happen after that? I feel like there's something in hour two that I'm supposed to do, but... now it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Well, let's get things started here. I'm going to uh, <clears throat> go off over into the corner and uh, do a little bit of uh, nervous cleaning. I like to do that at parties sometimes. Uh, it looks like the sink is full, so that's uh, my cue usually. But uh, yeah, I'm going to get Instagon uh, up and going and then uh, just make sure to raid the fridge. There's a few snacks left over and uh, yeah, see you, see you on the dance floor.
Thank you. 
The after party mutations. Aww, a wonderful and uh, amazing performance by Instagon. Thank you for a second set. And thanks for uh, keeping the after party going here, guys. That was very cool. Very nice of you. Very nice of you. Yeah, if you see uh, Instagon and the and the band kind of wandering around uh, during the after party, uh, help them out. Get them a drink. They they they, they deserve it. You know, after after so many weeks of uh, doing Mutation Fest, I've been kind of uh, uh, excited to get to some other kinds of radio. Gotta say, not that I've uh, haven't had fun. Uh, Mutation Fest has been a blast, actually. We, we've gotten to hear a lot of cool live uh, music, uh, some stuff that's been assembled specifically for our show. Uh, we got to interview a number of people who are either touring or just in, in general artists we appreciate. I, I, there was so much going on that, like, I, I feel like we barely even scratched the surface of what we could show you uh, during the program. Uh, but if you want to relive it, uh, do not panic. Uh, you can always go to the uh, uh, Mutation uh, Video uh, Fest uh, uh, playlist and uh, watch some of the live performances. And if you want to check out the program guide, uh, bit.ly forward slash fest program guide, all, um, all caps, uh, you'll be able to uh, find links to the uh, back episodes of the, of the fest and relive it as if you were... Uh, experiencing it for the first time again so yeah a, a mutation fest was a big success i'm glad that we've had that we can have this party to kind of cap things off and then uh yeah i think next week we're going to return to a theme we started earlier in the year and and i actually had the idea earlier in the year that we were going to uh pursue this theme more during this year and then i kind of dropped it i, I think part of the problem was that i wasn't quite I mean, I think the, the, the first installment was good. I think the second installment could have been better. And so I had to rethink things for a little while to kind of make sure that I wasn't just kind of you know, rehashing something. So, uh, so, so uh, yeah, we're going to bring you Connections 2, uh, kind of reliving uh, that uh, incredible uh, TV program from uh, the 70s and 80s, uh, Connections, uh, with, this time with a, a different take on things. And one I believe you will appreciate. And then I think the week after that, we're going to bring you the Steve Roberts interview. Uh, someone who uh, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, a, a writer, a, a TV producer, a director. Um, he, he's done a lot uh, in his career. Um, and uh, he, he, uh, he worked with the Beatles, he worked with the Bonzos, and he wrote Max Hedrum. So he's he's got a lot of things that i am fascinated by in terms of stuff that he has done in his career we're going to hear about all of it uh and and a special treat i actually got him to uh, do a little bit of a dj set for us so uh, some of his favorite music personal favorite music is going to be intermixed with the interview that i conducted with him along uh, with my friend heather who i believe is probably lurking in the chat somewhere usually around this time of night um, 
So that's going to be a fun show in a couple of weeks. Please uh, tune in for that. And then I believe for a good portion of the summer, we are going to be going way out west for uh, a sort of um, old-timey western excursion through uh, a a part of the Mid-Valley that uh, is sorely neglected. Um, There's a whole section of the Mid-Valley where it's like, it's still 1860 out there, and it's a uh, there's, there's a lot of strange and, and odd things roaming the countryside. Uh, I think we're going to require a little bit of an, of an escort uh, on this adventure, so uh, I've contacted the frontier gentleman to to guide us, and uh, well, we'll get to all that uh, as uh, summer is uh, much closer to us, or perhaps even happening, as it were. I guess this is kind of like the beginning of summer. The end of May is when things kind of start ramping up. You know, weather gets nice. Yeah, it does feel like summer is just around the corner, doesn't it? Anyway, uh, and then uh, we do have a uh, July 4th treat coming your way as well. Arvo Zylo is going to return to the program for a DJ set that I'm quite excited about. And uh, I think it's going to be a good uh, addition to uh, our uh, 4th of July celebrations. Oh, yeah. Looks like Heather is in the chat. How's it going out there? Yes. Uh, a, a secret project. I think I know what this is. So uh, I'm excited about that as well. Anyway, lots of fun things coming up on the program soon. Uh, not to mention uh, stuff happening outside of the program. Busy, 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 as they say. <clears throat> so, um, you know, this is uh, one of those situations where I think I need to do a little bit of dancing. I, and I know Mitch has been actually on my case to pop into the uh, uh, dance uh, tent that they got set up over here where uh, DJ Torfi has, uh, well, I, I think it's just actually just Torfi, as I understand it, has set up uh, to uh, play some tunes for us and uh, help us get a little energized as the uh, party gets into the late night section of things. So, uh, so this is when uh, you want to p- kind of put those dancing shoes on want to make sure that you've uh, are, are well hydrated um, and then uh, maybe have a backup shot uh, ready to go because uh, uh, things are going to get down and dirty as we dance away the next part of the show I still can't quite remember what it is that Mitch was talking about for hour two but I think there's something coming up it, but, but I certainly stick around for Arvo Zylo's closing Mutation Fest drone to cap off everything for the entire uh, event. Um, this has kind of been fun doing a whole like uh, uh, seven weeks of something or other. Uh, oh, oh, good night, Chris. Uh, th- thanks for for popping in. Uh, always nice to have you come come by for the for the beginning of our parties. But yeah, let's uh, let's uh, pop into the the, the dance uh, uh, tent over here and see what uh, Torfi is doing because uh, uh, I think this is where uh, everybody is. Uh, Everybody who's anybody is hanging out. It's Mid-Valley Mutations here on Sheena's Jungle Room. The best place to be on a Tuesday night. And we're having the after party.
Mid Valley. The after party. Mutations. Aw, thanks, Torfi. That was great. They are usually so quick to comment on nearly everything that I uh, uh, produce in terms of radio and music and whatnot. They're always very quick to, uh, to be supportive and uh, always appreciate that about Torfi. So uh, it's nice to finally get a little bit of their music on the program. And, and we are having a great time here at the after party. It's uh, uh, the end of Mutation Fest. <sighs> been a, been been uh, been, a, been fun actually, but I didn't really uh, think it was going to be as much as I, I I want. I thought it was, and then of course it was more work than than uh, initially uh, intended. So uh, a, a good time all around. But uh, I think I would do it differently if I were to do it again which I very well might do next year. So uh, if you enjoyed Mutation Fest, uh, think about uh, next, uh, next April. We may, we may be doing it again. But until then, uh, we've got so much more to do. And uh, so it's probably time that we, uh, you know, kind of got uh, 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 onto the, uh, the final segment of our, our, our program here. Uh, well, well, actually, you know, before we get to that, I should, I should say we, we'll, uh, we'll pause for a moment. Let's, uh, let's just quickly say thank you to Sheena's Jungle Room for uh, all that they do and for uh, giving us a home and an outlet for all this kind of fun nonsense. It's always a, a good time to uh, strap in and do a little radio on a Tuesday night. Uh, and I hope you agree. Oh, and, and you know, I haven't said hello to Mr. Fab since he joined the chat. He was out running errands, apparently, and uh, um, uh, popped in to say hello. Thank you very much. Uh, it's always a, a, a good time uh, in the chat. Uh, I do say so, if I do say so myself. I think Mr. X actually joined since uh, I last said uh, hello. So thank you. Uh, he, yes, as, as mentioned in the chat, uh, Mr. X was detained in the hotel elevator with a famous author uh, and uh, unfortunately couldn't make it uh, here quickly, which does happen from time to time, I understand. You know, that's a... Uh, one of those, one of the pitfalls of, of uh, being a famous person out in the world doing things is you might run into a normal person and have to talk to them. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's uh, see what's going on here. Oh yeah, I, I, I do. I should say uh, we we have a couple of fun things coming on the horizon. Uh, uh, another installment of that connections series that I was working on, a new and improved. Installment, I will say. I think uh, I think I've kind of cracked the code on that one. Um, I believe. Um, oh, hey, and it looks like Arvo Zylo is in the chat too. We're, we are closing out your Mutation Fest uh, drone t- tonight, and uh, I do appreciate being able to uh, provide it in installments this uh, this fest. Um, now, after we do connections, uh, please uh, don't miss the Steve Roberts interview. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I got him to pick out some songs uh, for a little DJ set in the show. Um, for those who don't know Steve Roberts, uh, he helped organize uh, a uh, Beatles television presentation uh, for their Abbey Road LP when that was being released. Uh, he also worked a lot with the Bonzos and directed a movie with Vivian Stanchel. Um, was uh, friends with uh, Neil Innes um, and uh, uh, directed a ton of British television uh, he made uh, some of the very first uh, environmental documentaries as well. Um, and interesting uh, person who also happened 
to have written Max Headroom. So uh, stay tuned for the Steve Roberts interview. You're going to learn a lot about uh, him and uh, 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 the weird world of BBC TV, uh, which is uh, always a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, a few, a few other fun things on the horizon. Don't want to spoil too many of them, but uh, we're, we're getting there. But uh, your 4th of July plans are locked in with Arvo Zylo returning to the program to deliver a little 4th of July uh, radio fun the way only he can. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I think uh, Mitch really enjoyed that uh, um, set by Torfi there. Uh, and I, I see they're kind of... They just finished toweling off, and they're uh, getting a drink, and, and they're heading this way. I, I, w- I wonder what's going on. So uh, I'm gonna gotta talk to Mitch here. Hold on. So I guess you'll be starting in a few minutes. Starting? Starting what? Your set. My set? I thought we were gonna cut to Arvo Zylo and let him close out the fest like we planned. Now that his drone is almost over. Not yet. We'll save that for the very end. Until then, you said you would do a set for everyone when all was said and done, and now they can't wait for you to start. Wait a minute. When did I promise that? Why do you think your table is set up with all your gear? You must be wanting to play for these nice people. I don't remember setting it up. And that's not usually how I set up my gear, either. And I certainly didn't make any promises to play today. In fact, this is all starting to sound incredibly fishy, Mitch. Ahem. Now, Austin, why would I set up your table, impersonate you over the loudspeaker a number of times between acts over the last six days, promise all of these people here over and over again every chance I had that many mutations was coming, so that they kept sticking around, waiting for you to take to the stage? Why would I do something like that? (sighs) I couldn't really say, Mitch. I guess I have no choice but to meet the demands of the crowds? It's either that, or watch them descend into a rabid frenzy that can only be soothed by the sounds of mini-mutations, live on the Lava Lamp Lounge patio. Mid-Valley. Um, I guess I'll just make something up as I go. Mutations. The After Party. is only a little more than three decades ahead of us. These newborns will be 34 years old when it dawns. since the 21st century is with us now. We are making it today.
Some of our finest minds are engrossed in it. universities at the great foundations in our medical research laboratories. The world of the year 2000 is taking its first shape. the study of the future, their primary concern. The futurists are looking toward the sea, more than 70% of this planet Earth. A frontier as compelling as space. where man is not only expected to work, but to live in the 21st century. And in space, that other great frontier, They see a base on the moon. They see us exploring Mars and Venus. See unmanned probes moving into a greater realm. The void beyond our solar system. There may be more exciting frontiers than inner or outer space. These two will involve exploration. into the very core and essence of man.
evolution and biology will have been to the last half of the 20th century. But automobiles, aviation, and electronic communications were to the first half. Those who think seriously about the 21st century. The gadgets and gimmicks, much of the physical hardware, are secondary. They do not see utopia. But promise with problems. Will cities still be choked? pollution is still with us. Overpopulation threatening to smother us. And above all, Nuclear war make the 21st century an empty, unfulfilled dream. We will explore these promises and these pitfalls. Explore them with some of the men who are thinking most profoundly about the future. With these men, we will be looking ahead in a world that lies a little more than three decades away. The future cannot be predicted, the experts tell us. But it can be determined. If people understand and then decide what they want the world of tomorrow to be. Understand and then decide may be the key to that hazy, promising, frightening world we call the 21st century.
communications explosion has begun. From fragments of the present, we glimpse an image of the future. Many of the possibilities of 21st century communications are before us now. Which will we choose? We are creating a new world with electronics. Micro-miniaturized circuits are compressing time and distance into a matter of seconds. Can instant communications end human ignorance and distrust? in a multitude of ways. British science and science fiction writer Arthur C. Clarke believes it will even affect our telephone numbers. I think we'll each be given a number at birth, and that'll be our telephone number for the rest of our lives. And anyone who knows that number can tell us where we are, anywhere in the world. They wanted to know where we are, even though it was a that number. It'll be quite a number, it'll be about 12 digits. And uh, our counting the area code. Counting the area code. Different one for Earth and Moon, of course. They'll get us, unless, of course, we switch the thing off to get some sleep. Means that no one could ever be lost again. Yeah, and it, there might, in an emergency, we might be able to press a button. And it would send out an SOS signal. That, that signal will be pinpointed by another directional satellite.
And just think of the thousands of lives I'll save every year. What will communications be like in the 21st century? Today, orbiting satellites like this, spinning high above the Earth, relay signals around the world. Tomorrow, satellites could be the key to a worldwide network of information, education, and entertainment. of the communication satellite has just begun. Three communication satellites orbiting at the same speed as the Earth rotates could link any two spots on the globe. In 1945, 12 years before the space age, Arthur C. Clarke offered a plan that proved to be prophetic. It's exactly 21 years ago that I wrote the basic paper on the synchronous communication satellite. This is going to revolutionize global communication. It's because it's going to make the world one village. I think Marshall McLuhan used the phrase global village. with great interest to uh, direct broadcasting on commsats. This was really my original program, my original suggestion. Broadcasting directly to the home from large communication satellites. Not going through the local ground stations. This will be technically possible, certainly within five years. Whether it will be economically possible is another question, but it will be technically possible.
And then you better tune in to Russian, Chinese, European broadcast TV direct. Wherever you are. The effect of this is going to be tremendous in both directions. It means that we can talk to the Chinese and they can talk to us and nobody on the other side can stop it. But when you look very far ahead, then you have a sort of competition between transportation and communication. As communications improve at all, all recognition, so that in your own home, you can have instant access to possibly ultimately all the senses, not just vision and hearing. To any remote spot on Earth, space for that matter. The reason for physical transportation will diminish. Except purely for pleasure. And I can see a great decline, almost the vanishing point, in business transportation. And a great increase in pleasure transportation. Because of this communication effect, Pleasure transportation. Pleasure transportation. Pleasure transportation. Pleasure transportation. Communications equipment like this could connect tomorrow's home with the world through electronics. First century, what will it mean if we choose to communicate rather than commute? For 
cities become obsolete. Will a home be a school as well? This reporter visited a mock-up of a room conceived by Philco Ford and designed by Paul McCobb. News and information from anywhere can be received over the equipment here. messages can be beamed to any spot on the globe. Now, with this concept, it might be connected to a worldwide library system. Lessons and homework in this communications learning center are done here. 
daily charts plot a student's progress in each of his courses. This typewriter can be used to ask or answer questions. Pre-program lessons appear on the screen. To answer, I touch the screen with this electronic pointer. Compress the transmission. 
One way to do this with telephone calls is to reduce the signal to its essentials. First, unnecessary portions of the transmission are removed. Signals are squeezed to take up less space on the telephone line. Now, seven times as many messages can be sent at once. message sounds like this. At the other end, the message is unsqueezed and the sound becomes understandable again. progressively more information. This brings us into the frequencies at which light is transmitted. Light is a jumble of high-frequency waves. It is not intense enough to carry communications very far. New light, the laser, consists of orderly, coherent waves that travel in an intense beam. Because of light's high frequency, 250 million telephone calls could theoretically be carried by one laser beam. Short-range communications are carried on invisible laser beams.
could still be crowded. John R. Pierce of the Bell Telephone Laboratories. I think that the communication of mass communication will to some degree outgrow the airwaves eventually. And we will have more and more of it. By wire. by millimeter waves going through hollow tubes called wave guides. Or through laser beams. Which can carry ultimately tremendous amounts of communication. I think that uh, uh, ultimately a large fraction of things ordinarily go uh, by radio. We'll uh, perhaps have to go by some guidance.
Lasers not only carry sound, they make startlingly real three-dimensional pictures. This image was created by Professor Emmett Leith at the University of Michigan. He used a revolutionary new kind of photography with lasers. It is called holography. uses no camera, no lens, no shutter. Two laser beams are used. Imagine a triangle. Apex two laser beams. In one corner, an object to be photographed. In the other, a photographic plate. laser beam shines directly on the plate. The other bounces off the object and then hits the plate. When the two beams strike the photographic plate, like crossing ripples from two stones tossed in a pond. The result is this smudge-like pattern. This is called a hologram. Please take the nature of the medical emergency. Unlock a holographic image. A fresh laser is beamed through the plate. The plate becomes a window beyond which an eerie three-dimensional image floats in space. using three different colored lasers produces a three-dimensional image in full color. 
something like homography might be the key to full-color, three-dimensional television. three-dimensional image floats in space. In the 21st century, television may also provide us with permanent copies of what we've seen. A window beyond which an eerie three-dimensional image floats in space. This reporter spoke with business consultant and computer expert John D. Bold about what could be a revolution in publishing. You can think in terms of worldwide publishers and you may very well end up with an international newspaper. If you watch the CBS Evening News on television, you'd also get a printed version. Yes, of the news. And I, I, I think the, the interesting thing there is that um, today, when we think about that, we think of having the New York Times come out of the TV set. that we'll have something which is new. You may edit your own newspaper. You may um, um, set into the TV the fact that you're interested in lots of business news and only a minimum amount of sports. and nothing about the stock market or your own little profile of interest. With a smattering of general news, but a great deal about local political events. at this point, but I think the one thing that is clear is it won't be what we do today. It, you won't print the 
this morning's New York Times out of the television set. You'll have a, a hybrid media. You'll have something between TV and print. closer to, to, to the turn of the century. We start having a easier ability to deal with the machine. The technicians call this the man-machine interface. to communicate with the machine becomes easier. MIT professor Joseph Weizenbaum carries on a dialogue with a computer through a typewriter. can play many roles depending upon how it's programmed. I have told the computer that it's to understand what I'm saying. If 
I then tell the computer, uh, for example, uh, my head hurts, I expect the computer to uh, to respond to that uh, as, as a doctor might. And the computer responds by saying, tell me more uh, about your pains in general. is a quite reasonable uh, response for a doctor to give. Well, suppose I say uh, my toe hurts too. some psychological reason why your toes should pain you. And this tells us something about the kind of a doctor we may be talking to. Context that we that we've specified for the computer to be in. I'll suppose I say no. Uh, I don't.
Now, uh, suppose now I ask uh, the computer, now in this context, uh, some question, or say some simple arithmetic question.
this is a clue to it that uh, that uh, I finished with it.
think that's going to do it for us this week here on the show. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around and whatnot. In terms of uh, the after party, I think we kind of all mellowed out a little bit, but uh, there's still a little bit of a murmur going on in the crowd. So I got a little something here to uh, wrap everything up that will hopefully send us all into that kind of nice quiet blissful after party state where we're kind of quietly chatting with each other around the fire pit and you know trading some oh oh you got a six pack of that i'll trade you one for one yeah yeah let's try that you know let's get into that phase of the evening here uh we got one more thing here coming up Uh, thanks again for sticking around uh you guys are always fun to chat with and hang out with on a tuesday night it's uh it's, it's my social time uh, because uh, you know I don't always get to socialize uh, very often, so this is this is the the fun stuff we get to do uh, when we get to hang out. Hey, Celacanth, nice to see you hanging out this late in the show, Mister X and Imaginos, of course, and Heather as well. The uh, um, professor talking about chatbots at the end. We started uh, discussing uh, Eliza. Uh, one of the earliest chat things uh, that used to exist. Now, my memory of it was in the 80s. <clears throat> Mr. X was talking about a career counseling program that was similar, but you had to kind of talk to it over uh, teletype, uh, kind of like uh, the, the software would be running on another computer, and then you would send your request to the other computer, and then it would process it and send the answer back to you. Um, but... Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's one of those uh, kind of funny things because like, you're listening to this guy th- like 30 years ago talk about this kind of thing that certainly I remember from my childhood uh, as well, uh, but uh, it, it, it seems to have taken on a whole new life these days where um, people are genuinely worried about chat interfaces. And I, I just like to point out that it's been on the minds of people since like the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> they were thinking about talking to computers then and, and, and what that would mean for us then. Um, and, and I don't think we're any closer to having an answer, um, but we're still talking to computers, so there's that. Yeah, fun stuff on the horizon. I think uh, uh, Imaginos and I are cooking up something that's going to uh, hit the hit the show here. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, ho- hopefully, sometime this this summer if we can if we can pull it together. But uh, who knows? There's a lot of moving parts. You know how it is. Um, and then I think Mr. X and I have at least a couple of irons in the fire uh, as well. Uh, I know that um, the Ramen City Kid and I were also discussing a, a show that we uh, may do soon. So uh, lots of things to look forward to on the program. And, and, you know, I was looking at the calendar the other day and I was already doing the very, 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 very most basic beginning planning for the holiday season of 2023. I, I, it was a shocking me as well when I was looking at an October calendar and thinking about Mid-Valley Mutations. But that is how my mind works. Uh, it's already June, almost. Can you believe it? We're, 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 this, this year is moving by quicker than I uh, ever imagined. But yeah, you know, I always have this uh, uh, format to kind of return to as a, as a kind of a, um, a, a stationary point in my life, something that uh, anchors me. And uh, 
I'm glad that y'all get to help me uh, do that and, and participate with me in that kind of stuff. Anyway, let's uh, let's uh, take a walk here uh, down uh, behind uh, the uh, Lava Lamp Lounge and uh, hear one last little thing here to kind of send us off into the great beyond. Um, and then, uh, yeah, tune in next week for Connections. It's going to be good. You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. And without you, there would be no program. Be seeing you.
Mid Valley Mutations. <laughs> 